0: this uh, period of this week in interview. Our special guest tonight is Mr. Alwin Bully. Alwin Bully is the president of the Dominica Carnival Committee. He is also the president of the Literary Festival Committee and is very much involved in planning the literary festival that is scheduled to take place in Dominica during the month of August. Um, so, Orwin, probably to, to start the ball rolling, you can tell us a little bit about the the festival but before you tell us about this year's festival can give us some a brief history of how it was started and what has gone on in the past with this festival in Dominica
1: okay well first of all let me say a pleasant good evening to uh, all your listeners it's it's good to be on online and to be able to to use the internet so basically to communicate more frequently these days but to answer your question um, the idea of a literary festival really started off during my days in Jamaica when uh, two very close friends of mine, guys guy by the name of Kwame Dawes and Colin Shannon and also Justine Hensel, the third, third member of the sort of group that started a festival called the Calabash International Literary Festival. And that was like ten years ago. and naturally i was not as attracted to the whole idea and we in the early days of it participated and pr- practically attended all except perhaps this year and one other year um and got the idea of sort of replicating the festival in dominica and and by by larger con, um, implication the eastern caribbean so i spoke with colin Chana and Kwame and Justine and they were all very, very infused with the idea and they have helped us establish their festival patterned on the Calabash Festival in Jamaica. In Jamaica, the festival actually takes place in St. Elizabeth, a parish outside of Kingston on a beautiful bay called Treasure, Treasure, Treasure Bay, Treasure Beach, a little village and it has become a mecca now for The literary arts and people interested in writing, people interested in writing novels, people interested in writing poetry and so forth, the whole question of books and publishing. Because um, something that we're not too aware of is the fact that Dominica actually has quite a a good literary history. We can go right back to maybe starting with Jean Reese the... The Dominican writer, who at the turn of the century—that's the last century—went um, to to England and then to France, and then she she became a very well-known writer. Eventually, coming to worldwide attention in about 1964 when she wrote a book called *White Sagasso Sea*. And *White Sagasso Sea* is basically set in Dominica. She 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 sort of places it somewhere. In the heights of Maho, but actually she was raw writing about Geneva Estate and a place called Perita in the Grand Bay area where her family had land. So there's Jean Reese, then there was Phyllis and Allfrey, the politician, one of our founding, um, politician, um, pioneers who along with E.C. Loblack, um, and eventually E.O. Leblanc, created the Dominican Labor Party, but she was primarily a writer and, and wrote a lot in literary journals um, in England and in other parts of the world. And in the 1930s and 40s, there was J. Ralph Kazemi, and a very important figure because we, we don't talk much about Ralph Casimir, and he maybe is the most important figure where um, Pan-Africanism... In Dominica and in Eastern Caribbean is concerned. He was, uh, a member of the UNIA, the United Negroes Improvement Association. In other words, he is a member of Marcus Garvey's, um, part, uh, movement. And he actually got Marcus Garvey to come to Dominica. Marcus Garvey visited for a short while in Dominica to see how things were going, and he was very impressed with the work that Ralph Casimir was doing. And Ralph was actually the agent for the Black Star Line, and I'm sure we know about the Black Star Line, which Marcus Garvey had established as a means of transporting Africans away from Africa, away from home, back to the homeland. So, mainly really for American, Afri- African, African Americans, but to, to anybody really who wanted to go back to Africa, the Black Star Line was intended for that. It didn't really work in the long run, but um, it was really set up and there were agents all over the Caribbean and Ralph Kazemi, J. Ralph Kazemi, was um, the agent for Dominica. But he is also a very prolific writer, a prolific, prol- prolific poet, and wrote a lot on African themes and consciousness and so forth. So with people like that, there's also a, a French-influenced um, writer called um, Dr. Ta- 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 Talley. Mm T-H-A-L-L-Y. And he wrote mostly in French, but it was all Dominican poetry. So if we talk about the history of of writing in Dominica, we need to look at these particular figures. And maybe in terms of modern history, um, say within the last 40, 50 years, there was E.O. LeBlanc. Again, people don't recognize Mr. LeBlanc as as a, a poet, but he wrote a lot of poetry. In fact, the final verse of the National Anthem, the one that says... Come ye forward, sons and daughters of this land, beyond compare. Do the right, etc. All for each and each for all. That that last verse, which to me is the most meaningful verse, uh, with, with with I'm not with due respect to all the other verses. The first two verses really talk about the the beauty of Dominica how wonderful we are and so forth. But the last verse, written by Iolibla, e. addresses the people of Dominica, saying. Do the right before me fear, work with hands and hearts and voices, we must prosper, Song the call, in which everyone rejoices, all for each and each for all. I mean, it's a very meaningful, meaningful verse, and um, this was written by Mr. Libla, E.O. LeBlanc, who wrote several poems, and was even working on a novel which was never completed. So, it was looking at all of that, and we said, hey... Um th- we need to encourage the development of writing within Domniga and, and there have been there's been the Writers Guild, there have been a number of writer writers movements, there's the um Daubini Literary and Debating Society, which which thrived in the nineteen fifties and sixties. Uh they actually published a magazine called Dawn Lit. A number of issues exist. And um in Dominica today, you have people coming out of that movement, such as Alec Lazar who has written this incredible novel called oh, yes. *Fasel*,
0: mm-hmm. where
1: he puts together this, the stories of a number of the of the Maroon leaders in Dominica, the Negmaons, into a really fascinating story, which really should be made into a movie some someday. Or people like Michael White, who is writing out of Canada now, and from that has come. Bankasia Press uh, with um, uh, Justice Andre, uh, Judge Judge um, Andre and, mm-hmm. and and Gabriel, Gabriel Christian. Christian. Mm-hmm. You know, a very very important event in the in the history of publishing in Dominica. So I'm just jumping here and there because there's a lot more I could say about that. But all of, all of these um, elements or things that were important to us in making a decision to create a literary festival. And so we started in the reunion year in 2008 with our first edition of it, if you want to put it that way. And it was very successful. We found that we had huge audiences. We found that the the writers were encouraged to come to Dominica, that's writers from the the region and beyond the region. In that very first year, we had um, no less than Nobel laureate uh, Derek Walcott out wow. of San Lucia. Okay. And Derek, um, I think, uh, when he came here, I think he was surprised at the turnout of, of the audience and the number of people who were interested in the event. He, he did point out that, um, the poetry that he happened to hear that night needed some help and that, that <laughs> caused a bit of controversy. But I think it was a good controversy <laughs> because, it got people to thinking, you know, is it, is is the poetry of Dominica really up to
0: standard, or do we have to do some more work on it? But it's a different kind of poetry. I mean, we, we can talk about that a little bit, you know. But it's a different mm-hmm. kind of poetry, I would think, from what Derek Walcott gives.
1: Yeah, well, I think that was that was part of it. Part of part of that 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 circumstance uh, influenced what he said, because he's a classical poet. He writes along the the classic classical um, poetry uh, genre um, a lot influenced by the English poets and so forth and he keeps saying that you know we are, we are blessed to be English speakers because <laughs> English is the language that really has the most potential for writing poetry and and, and even fiction mm-hmm. um, but when it comes to modern forms of poetry like hip hop and dub and so forth. He's not into that at all. All right, and he right. heard some of that that night. So okay, I can. He
0: understand.
1: clearly, clearly, he wasn't, he wasn't tuned into that.
0: Mm-hmm. So, well, that's
1: understandable. I mean, he, he, he comes from a certain tradition, and and he believes in that tradition. So his comments are based on that. But I, but I think it's, it's, it was a good thing, Thompson, in that. It it created a stir, and people felt that he shouldn't have said so. He should have praised the poetry and encouraged the young people and so forth. But he is who he is, and he's a very strong individual, and I think that's part of what makes him so unique. Um, And also, since then, we've had a revival of the uh, Dominica Writers Guild, and also another very strong and vibrant group of, of mostly young poets called Inner Voices. Um, the Writers Guild is now being um, chaired and run, organized by Alfred Dennis, a young man who's been writing for a number of years and who's developing his skills really well. And um, Bunty Liverpool uh, organizes and manages um, Inner Voices. They do poetry sessions every two or three um, weeks which I think is very encouraging to people who want to write and um, basically people who like to listen to poetry. Mm -hmm. So with all this happening um, the time was right for a literary festival and so we did the inaugural one in 2008 and the second one last year. So we are now in the process of preparing the third annual Nature Island Literary Festival and Book Fair.
0: Okay, and when is that scheduled for?
1: It's going to be on the sixth to the eighth of August. We always do it on the last, the, the first weekend in in August, Thompson. In that, we we tie it up to the emancipation celebrations. As you know, Emancipation Day is always on the first August Monday, the first Monday in August. Mm-hmm. That's another thing we had lost sight of in the Caribbean. We were. We talk about August Monday as a holiday. And in fact, when I grew up, I just knew it as August Monday. Right, and right. Most, most of us, we, <laughs> right. we didn't realize we were celebrating the emancipation from slavery. Mm-hmm. Um, and efforts have been made uh, throughout the, the last, I'll say, over the last 20, 25 years or so to bring back the significance of, of that holiday into the minds and hearts of, of Caribbean people. So it's actually emancipation there, not just August Monday. And here in the the Department of Culture in Dominica, there is a, a festival, basically, that's, or celebration. It's called Emancipation Celebration, but it's it's about a week of activities that focus on African arts and the the whole question of um, liberation, liberation movements, and so forth. And um, we decided to have the literary festival. As part of that general celebration, because uh, we're talking about freeing the mind as well. In fact, that's basically what needs to be freed now, as the great quotation from um, both Marcus Garvey and later echoed by Bob Marley, Mm -hmm. emancipate yourself from mental slavery. So using literature and and writing as a means of, of basically... Um, giving expression, giving voice to a people is very, very important. Right. You know, as, as people in developing countries, you, one tends to get lost and swallowed up in, in the, the cacophony of voices that you hear from all over the place. And of course, larger countries um, tend to 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 have their voices heard better than anybody else. Mm-hmm. But it is possible through literature and writing to have voices of even very, very small countries heard. Um, based on the talent and the, the thoughts and ideas which uh, tend to be unique and different from those in developed countries. So, and, um, mm-hmm. so we w- really want to encourage it in that sense as well. Apart from that, the question of cultural industries is high up on, on our agenda. Um, the cultural industries throughout the world are the fastest growing industries um, anywhere it's, uh, in many cases, they are billion-dollar industries that deal with music and theater, film, um, publishing, writing, uh, art and craft, dance. All those things have, have been contributing to the economies of developed countries, and, and here in the Caribbean, we seem to have a natural propensity, a natural talent, to excel in these in these art forms. So here is another opportunity we are basically giving to ourselves to generate income by attracting people to our country um, for a festival, not not just for a music festival as we do in the World Creole Music Festival, which takes place at the end of October, or for Carnival. But here's another unique festival now, um, dealing with writing, dealing with the intellect, dealing with with, um, expression and creative imagination. Um, uh, And the the Discover Dominica Authority has been giving its support as part of this tourism thrust because here's another opportunity for developing a niche market for tourism. At a time when uh, the, the, the market tends to be a bit low in terms of travel, travel and visitors coming to the island, here's another opportunity to attract people, both from the neighboring islands as well as outside. Mm-hmm. of the Caribbean. No, so so there are several, mm-hmm. several um, reasons for for festival, for like
0: festival. Now, what form is it going to be taking? Are you expecting, for example, writers from outside of the region or, or even from the region to come to Dominica? What form does the festival itself take?
1: Oh, definitely. We, we, we have a, a list, a roster of, of very interesting writers coming from outside as well as from within Dominica. So um, this year, we're looking at a number of, of new writers from, from, the, from the Caribbean and the diaspora. There's a, a young poet by the name of Kai Miller, Jamaican writer, who has been doing some very interesting work. He writes both poetry and short story, and he has been making waves all over the, the, the literary world, I should say. In fact, he is now uh, a lecturer at um, the University of, uh, of Scotland. Is teaching in, in Scotland as a professor of, of literature. Uh, it's a young man, and maybe 30 years old, maybe 30, 32 years old. So he'll be he'll be coming. Um, then we are looking at the core question of publishing. Uh, it's so important to find out how people living in in countries like Dominica, which doesn't have a, a big publishing um, tradition, how do they gain access to publishing houses and international book fairs and so forth. And for that purpose we've invited Ian Randall, I don't know if your yes, listeners might prob- have heard yes. of Ian mm-hmm. Randall Press, but he From is maybe the biggest publisher in Jamaica, Jamaica right? and he, he he distributes his books throughout the world. But he, more importantly, he was the, the founder of something called the Caribbean Publishers Net Network, CAPNET,
2: mm-hmm. which
1: uh, allows publishers throughout the Caribbean to form themselves into an association and to work together to to have a presence at the, the huge international book fairs like the Berlin Book Fair, the London Book Fair, New York Book Fair, and so forth, uh, Japan Book Fair. Um, so through Capnets, again, we're, we're getting a presence in in the international circles. Then we also bring in again from Jamaica. I mean, there's all the three the three Jamaicans at one time, mm-hmm. a filmmaker by the name of Esther Figaro, and Esther Figaro. Um, has done some very, very interesting work. There's a film that she has just um, done called um, Jama- Jamaica, oh, for Sail, Jamaica for Sale. Jamaica for yes, Sale, yes. Yeah, which looks at how um, maybe some of the best beaches and best viewpoints in Jamaica have been sold to foreign entities to build massive hotels which have um, polluted the, the waters, both the, the, the sweet water, the river water, so to speak, fresh water, as well as the coral reefs on the north coast of Jamaica, the way it has pushed out um, people from the traditional homes and holdings, um, the way that they select their workers and so forth, um, the, the wages, the very low wages that workers are paid to build some of these huge hotels. So that words some form of exploitation. But try to see how you balance that with with good tourism. What is good tourism versus bad tourism? And Dominica is at a kind of crossroads now as to what kind of tourism and what kind of hotels we want to build. Do we want to get into high-rise, big, fancy hotels, or do we want to build small cottages and guest houses that are more so integrated into the landscape and into the... Into the villages, right? That communi- in com- fact, community tourism is you know something that we need to look at. To and look see, at that, in that film. Well. Yes, yeah,
0: in fact, that film I saw it th- because um, we had this film. We actually brought her up to to, to Washington. I, I was I was responsible for a film festival there in Washington um, just mm-hmm. last month, and that was one of the films that we featured, and it was one of the biggest. Um, The crowd, uh, uh, they were not attracting the largest crowds. It's quite an interesting film, and and it's something I think that's a cautionary tale, I believe, for Dominica as well you know Absolutely. in terms of the way jamaica has gone we have to guard against this and i think it's it's, it's really timely especially as you said dominica is at the point where we're beginning to find ourselves with regards to tourism and beginning to to you know carve out our own niche and it's important for us to learn from the lessons of other countries like jamaica that has gone before So i think that that would be very useful uh... do you plan on showing that film in in dominica during the festival yes
1: actually the film has been shown there before but it's, it, it shows a, a rather small audience. So for that reason, we, we wanted to bring her back, um, not just to show the film, but also to talk about the whole question of, of documentary filmmaking. Because, as you know, film is, is a, a hot topic now throughout the Caribbean. Everybody's into film. Um, people of all ages, are, are interested in filmmaking. Um, so just to, to look at the question of, of documentaries as opposed to fiction and dramas, and comedies um, we wanted to talk about that so Esther will be coming um, showing the film and doing a workshop on documentary filmmaking then we have um, there's Diane Corriette who's a Dominican who lives in the States and she'll be talking about internet blogging and oh, how
0: Diane Diane Dominican diaspora she actually lives in in England
1: Oh, England, England right, yes. yes. She
0: has a Dam- Dominican Diaspora um, web blog. Exactly, yes. online, mm-hmm.
1: yeah. right. So she'll be, she'll be doing a workshop on blogging because, again, that's something that's gaining popularity. How to do it, how to maintain it, and so forth. I think that will be very interesting. Mm-hmm. Um, from Barbados will be coming Esther Phillips, who is a poet, but more importantly, I shouldn't say more importantly, just as importantly, is the fact that she has been able to revive an important literary magazine called BIM. BIM was a magazine that was started by uh, Barbadian artist and writer Frank Collymore. Um, if you've been to the Barbies, um the central bank the auditorium there is called Frank Collymore Hall. Yes. This is the mm-hmm. same person we're talking right. about here. He mm-hmm. started this magazine. and this, this magazine is the first person to publish Derek Walcott in 1948 or so when Walcott was just about 18 years old.
0: Okay. He immediately
1: had spotted the the, the poetic genius of, of Walcott and published him in BIM magazine. Okay. So Esther Phillips has revived the magazine. It's now a very modern and attractive magazine, well laid out, beautiful illustrations, um, nice selection of writing, poetry, short story, book reviews, and so forth. So she'll be talking about BIM magazine as, a, as an outlet for Dominican poets, Dominican writers, and Caribbean writers in general at the book fair. Uh, from Trinidad will be coming a dynamic, what you call a kind of boom poet in terms of the effect that he has on people. His name is Mohammed Moula, Mouakil. Mohamed Mouakil. Mm-hmm. And he's, I think he'll appeal everybody but particularly to, to, to the younger poets in that his, perf- his performance poetry is very deep at the same time his, his images are startling and of course it's revolutionary controversial so I think he's going to be uh, a real hit on, at the festival um, there's, I, I was dealing with the overseas people first so let me deal with all the overseas people um, from Barbados we also, uh, at the festival, we've been doing a, a look, I've taken a look at comedy and how comic writing operates. So this year, we are inviting Philip Nanton, who has been, right, doing something a, a lot like Paul Keynes Douglas, but more like storytelling rather than individual, um, uh, comic, jo- comic episodes, so jo- jo- not just jokes, but a sort of narrative feel to it, but very, very comic in, in its overall impact. So Philip Nanton will be there. And also, um, uh, Fish Alphonse from, from St. Lucia. Uh, we're still negotiating with him, uh, to get, to get in, but, uh, he most likely will be with us. And, uh, at the end of each session on Friday night and Saturday night, we'll be doing a combination of music and and comedy or storytelling so we we'll end up in both nights with, with, with these with these artists so these these would be the visitors um, there is an op- uh, outside chance of one or two others but um, we're still basically trying to tap those ends but right there that's, that's nine overseas performers already mm-hmm. and then we have the Dominican writers the, the the writers of the Dominican Writers Guild and the Inner Voices uh, I'm just going to call two names because if I had to go through everybody, it would be here all night. Okay. But um, Alfred Dennis is a, a wonderful writer, and he'll be on stage. So will uh, Monel Alexis, a young lady who's into nice rap and dub poetry. And I also have to mention Tam- Tamara Lowe out of Portsmouth, a very, very promising poet. Um, she'll be on stage. Alec Lazar will be reading from his new novel, Alec is is writing a, a novel now on the um, story of Carib Warner wow. Indian Warner okay okay um, which which is a, is a fascinating story in itself mm-hmm. um, some people might know that he was he was the half-brother of Sir thomas Warner or, or the, the son of Sir Thomas Warner, and um, he was eventually murdered in Massac, the village of Massac, got its name massacre from the fact that his half-brother killed him and massacred his entire tribe so the story of Massac and how it got its name and the Kalinago people in general and, and their history will be incorporated into that novel mm-hmm. so we'll be hearing for the first time some some um, episodes from it
0: wow that that, um, that must be exciting I mean if Fasel is, is anything to go by then this this will be another masterpiece from um, Laza
1: exactly my thoughts exactly uh, Gabriel Christian will be launching um, the, the, his latest book, which is called For King on Country, and in that he was looking at the, he looked at the servicemen, the Dominican servicemen in the First and Second World Wars and the roles that they played, uh, so, uh, another area which we, we tend to overlook, the contribution of Caribbean people made to, the, to, these, to these world wars. So he, he focuses, he zeroes in on the Dominican contribution, and he'll be having some of the ex-servicemen who are still alive um, with us and paying tribute to them. There will be some excerpts from films that he's got out of the archives, the BBC archives and so forth. So as part of that launch, we will be, we'll be um, paying tribute to those those ex-servicemen. Mm-hmm. Um, talking about the diaspora... Goodwill reunion will be going on during the the time of the festival, festival okay. And there will be a contingent of poets from the Goodwill reunion, massive po- posse, who will be in Dominica at the time. Um, Banis and um, Baba Deja will, Ronald Dejean will be coordinating that. Uh, so we're looking forward to to what they will be offering. Last year we had done a session um, based on the book Home Again which looked at the stories of persons who uh, migrated to England and the United States and even some of the neighbouring islands and how they basically made a life for themselves and, and how they, they've they come back home and what what are the challenges and so forth. So it's going to be something like that I I'd, I'd think the type of poetry that we'll be getting from the Goodwill Reunion people. So... Um, that, along with the fact that there'll be the open mic, there'll be um, workshops. There'll be about four workshops taking place in the course of the of the um, of the festival. Um, Lennox Honeychurch always does uh, a very interesting PowerPoint presentation, uh, and that's usually in the Sunday morning. Uh, there's music uh, uh, each night, live music, because we're interested in making that connection. In fact, uh, a session which we started last year, Thompson, was the connection between calypso and poetry. Mm -hmm. Again, people don't tend to recognize uh, calypso as poetry, but once you're writing lyrics for a song, basically, you're writing poetry. Right. And I remember a kid had approached me one and and said, asked me if it was possible to make any money out of, out of writing poetry. <laughs> so I said, well, ask the, ask the Californians Right, right. said, what? <laughs> I said, yeah, Caliphsonians are poets. Mm-hmm. So, um, so last year we looked at the work of, uh, let's call him our Caliphsonian laureate, um, Pat Aaron who mm-hmm. has really been so prolific in writing such excellent calypsos and, and lots of them over the years, mm-hmm. and this year we'll be um, looking at the work of either um, both or one of the following: um, either the man himself or um, Tim Dura. Uh, we are still talking to them to see if we'll do both of them or if we just select one. Uh, it usually makes it for a nice, a nice Sunday afternoon session, and that. We don't just look at the lyrics, but we also have singers. We have Calipsoians who sing excerpts from the various Calipsoes, and of course, the crowd knows the song, so they sing along. You, you get a very nice, warm feeling. But besides that, you get an understanding of the background to the song, um, what it, what 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 prompted the song, why is, why that topic was chosen, um, what uh, what is imagery used in the song, uh, why this why particular metaphors are used or particular similes I use. In the song, so it, it really it really points out the the whole technique and art form of poetry writing for Calypso as a genre by itself, and um, we'll be doing that again this year. So as you can see, there's a, a range of a range of things taking place, Thompson. Uh, and let me not forget the the children's workshop because really, if you start something like a, a literary festival, you want to ensure that there's continuity and and that more and more writers are are born every day. So um, the Children's Workshop, both last year and year before, proved very, very popular, and we are planning to make it just as interesting and popular this year. Um, And that takes place on a Saturday morning. We have a team, a really strong team, led by Claudia Henderson now, who will be putting together the Children's Program. So they'll be listening to stories. They'll be reading their own stories. There'll be a contingent of Primary school children coming from the southeast, from Lapland, Daly's um, Point Milat area, I'm strongly supported by Jungle Bay Hotel. There's people at Jungle Bay who have been working with the kids there, and they'll be coming to the festival to read some of their work within the the children's workshop. So it's it's really a wow. packed program. It's three days of of sheer enjoyment. It takes place during. Daytime hours, so it's 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 really a family event as well, and people bring along their kids. Um, There's the the fact that the 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 grounds of the university center, the open campus, as it's called, the UWI Open Campus, uh, really beautifully kept, right over the river. So you have a song of the water right under there, and it's just a a, a pure pure sweet Dominican feeling that Mm -hmm. takes place there. And you're, you're you're listening to interesting stories you're listening to interesting poetry you're listening to good music there's good food and there's a book fair uh, there's so many things I'm even forgetting right the book fair is is like separate from the literary f- festival and that's why we say literary festival and book, book fair because okay. the book fair which takes place inside of the, the buildings wh- while the the literary festival takes place on a huge tent on the grounds but the book fair is going to display books by various bookshops, and there may be some bookshops coming from overseas, as well as fine collections of books that are owned by Dominicans. Like there's certain Dominicans who have, say, books on 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 Pan Africanism and so forth. There's a Mr. Blanc who has a wonderful collection. We're hoping he'll be showing it this year. There's also uh, a Mr. Georges, Franklin Georges, who was um, actually mayor of a, a town in, in in London in England mm-hmm. um, and he has a wonderful collection as well it should be on display. Uh, the books of the, the the authors who are reading will most likely be on sale as well so after hearing them, people usually want to buy the books so you can get them at the book fair. And um, also a collection of books, which uh, have been donated to us by Macmillan Publishers, Macmillan Caribbean Publishers, a wide range of Caribbean writers, which you wouldn't normally get, would be available for sale at the book fair. So um, that, um, as well as an art exhibition and craft exhibition, will also be part of the the offering at the at the at the festival. So there's really something for everybody, and uh, everybody who's been to the festival in the past has really had a great time. And I don't think it's going to be any different this year.
0: No, from what I'm hearing, Oregon, this seems to be uh, an event that anybody going to Dominica should not miss, and, and people should, in fact, plan on coming. In fact, I, 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 am not, I have not been too tuned into it, but it, uh, it seems that that will have to be one of my things I, I do next year. I'll have to plan for it next year. Um, certainly something that, that needs to be encouraged, the whole question of, of reading and, and encouraging people to read. And as you said, you know, the, the storied history of Dominica with all of the great writers that you mentioned, um, you know, Ralph Kazemi and Jean Reese and, and, and all of these people. And all of this, we have a, a, a quite a large crop of writers today. As you mentioned, several of them from Dominica. We also have here in the US, um, Steinberg Henry. Um, velma abraham just wrote something there's joan scarrett they have quite a number of dominicans in addition to george andre and gabriel christian that are actually writing and, and i think i would like to see even more of that even within dominica more of the young people taking up the art of writing and continuing in that great tradition that we've had and, and certainly the 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 literary festival sounds good and let me congratulate you and your committee for putting that together and as you said, I believe it, it's a great thing. It will certainly be a niche, and, and it's something as we in, improve on the, on the tourism market. That is certainly something that people can begin to focus on. So not only will they come for Creole Festival, but uh, the F- literary festival will become as, as popular, even as the, as the Creole Festival.
1: Oh, absolutely. You're, you're absolutely correct where the, the number of writers, Dominican writers that exist, have been increasing over the years. And as we go along, certainly we would like to, to read those works, uh, at the, at the, um, festival, or have, have the authors, in fact, be part and parcel of the, of the event. As I mentioned, um, Gabriel will be, will be, um, presenting and reading most likely from the book. Uh, Judge, uh, Andre will be in Dominica just right up to before the festival, but unfortunately he won't be there during the festival. But, um, we, we are gra- gradually getting in touch with the Dominican writers and, some some will be actually some works will actually be read this year, but I think next year when we uh, better connected to them, and I hope coming out of this year's festival and the, and the publicity it's getting this year, we'll we'll, we'll be able to get the addresses and the email addresses and telephone numbers of uh, Dominican writers in fact you can send them to me if you have have that information it'd be great to have that yes certainly. so that we can work on it for next year
0: absolutely absolutely um, we are talking on this weekend interview to Alvin Bully Alvin is the head of the literary festivals committee that is planning the festival literary festival and at show scheduled for August sixth to eighth this year, and um, Alwin also wears several hats. and And since we have him with us tonight, we'd like to talk about. We'd like to probably switch gears a little bit, and discuss another very important um, topic of discussion okay. for Dominica. Just before,
1: we, just before we go there, let me let me just say that Alwin is not the only person running this festival. There's a a, a wonderful committee of people who have been behind the scenes from the inception, and every year some new people join us. So um, I want want to acknowledge the committee members who have been really part and parcel of this thing from its inception. And even this year, actually, I'm not in Dominica right now. I'm out, out away from Dominica on another mission. Uh, and um, my brother, Colin Bully, is actually cheering in my absence. But there's uh, uh, about some 20 people, including Celia, Sorrendo, and Jonathan Bellot, Dorothy Levy, Connie Williams, uh, Kellyanne Williams, I mean several people, Alpha, Dennis, Delroy, Williams, lots of people I, who have been behind the scenes. So um, without calling all the names, just let me just hail them up. If they're listening and um, let them know that they are doing a wonderful job and um, I'll, I'll soon be back home to to continue the preparations.
0: This is excellent, and certainly you and your committee must be complimented for really great effort um, let's talk a little bit about carnival always um you know one of the of the issues that has come up of late is the question of of the carnival date having carnival at the same time as the carnival in Trinidad and and so early in the year so early after christmas and 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 um there's been a lot of discussion in Dominica as to whether we should change this as has been done in other countries um several countries that had carnival the same time with Dominica has changed um St Lucia I know Change their date of the of the Carnival and probably other Caribbean countries. Yet yeah. um, Dominica seems to be holding on. Um, but in our conversation earlier, you had some very in- interesting perspective on on why you think the date should be changed. Because you're one of those that supports very strongly the notion that there should be a change of a date for Dominica Carnival. Just outline your thoughts on that first.
1: Well, if you should say I support it very strongly. It's, it's because I very strongly feel that the cultural industry should be made to benefit the country economically. Let me put, let me put it that way.
2: Uh,
1: it, it, the question of changing the date and carnival um, basically has to do with how people perceive perceive carnival. What, what do they think about carnival? What what is their idea of of carnival? What what is carnival for? How, what, 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 how how does carnival um, benefit us how, carnival, how how does carnival operate within the the so, so to speak the cultural parameters of, of the country there are a lot of people who just feel that well carnival is a time to free up yourself so you go on the road and you wear anything you want and you have a lot of license to do whatever within the law of course so you have a good time and you free up yourself and that has a good strong cathartic effect. you you get rid of a lot of steam, and you're ready to continue for the rest of the year. And and that's quite true. In fact, I think carnival plays an important part in keeping a, a balance in people's psychological makeup. I, I've always felt, Thompson, that one of the reasons why um, Jamaica was so prone to violence was because they really didn't have a big carnival tradition. I should say the mm-hmm. carnival tradition got smothered and, and eventually died many many years ago. Because if you go back to Jamaican history, you see that they actually had John Canoe as as a as a carnival, and that, that sort of sort died out. Mm-hmm. But people need need to let off some steam and to free up themselves and to even become somebody else for a few hours. <laughs> Um, it's like, like almost like dreaming. You Like when you dream, you're 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 able to to do things in your dreams that it's you can't do in escape, real life. Yeah, mm-hmm. and that's so. Psychiatrists like say that, some psychologists say that that's a very important part of of maintaining sanity. Mm-hmm. So <laughs> let's put it that way. That could be one of the things that people see just as that, but other people like myself see carnival as an opportunity for exercising the creative imagination where you can take something which is just a street celebration and turn it into art Mm -hmm. as has happened in a number of countries, in Brazil, in Trinidad, in St. Vincent, places that have really taken costume building seriously as as an art form. Um, And not just costume building but also the music that goes along with Carnival uh, such as calypso or pan music or even drumming,
0: mm-hmm.
1: and the other traditions that that go that go along along with it, like the Juve celebration, like what is Israel meaning in a Jove a rebirth is it a start of 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 uh, uh, two days of celebration why is it if kind of is a celebration what is what are we celebrating mm-hmm. if is, is, is it a is it a religious celebration is it a religious feast that's tied into Ash Wednesday? and it doesn't have any any validity if it is not tied into ash wednesday so there are all sorts of views like that like somebody asked me if we move carnival does that mean we'll move ash wednesday as well <laughs> <Interesting>. <laughs> because in their Interesting. mind carnival is so tied into to ash, ash wednesday, wednesday that right. it's not, well it's t- thing would have to move as well that uh-huh. people would have to move as well uh-huh. but um so to c- c- get back to my view um I passionately feel that carnival can be brought to an art form which can develop into such an attraction that it will bring in economic gain to Dominica. Right now, um, the persons who come to Dominica for carnival are mainly Dominicans, and not even all Dominicans, because um, people with families really can't come back at that time in, in February, March because they're at work. Mm-hmm. So the success of, say, the summer carnivals in St. Lucia, now St. Vincent, Trin- um, Barbados, Antigua, and so forth, is the fact that the their nationals can come home with their families because their children are on on vacation at the time. It's an opportunity to bring their their, their kids with them at a, at a young age um, when they're still impressionable and can appreciate things from home. Because if you notice, the older um, people, young people, young young people who are in their teens and their twenties have their own agenda. They don't follow their parents back home. The parents come, but very seldom do you see the 18 and 19-year-olds coming down with their parents for carnival. Right, right. But if they start coming at an earlier age, then they, they begin to understand the whole um, psychological impact of a carnival and so forth and, and where the traditions come from, the things that their parents talk about. So it seems to be working well that way, um, in the summer. So if we had to, to attract large numbers now who are non-dominicans to a carnival who, which is, is taking place at a different time from the pre-Lenten carnival, then you are saying that you are given an opportunity for persons who are interested in carnivals from the other islands to come to Dominica.
3: Right. Mm-hmm.
1: Um, the, the, the difficulty, the main difficulty is the fact that while we shouldn't be trying to compete with anybody else's carnival, I wouldn't want to say that we put our carnival the same weekend as St. Lucia's carnival or Grenada's carnival and so forth. Um, it should be at a different time, but to have a carnival at the same time as Trinidad in particular is is particularly dis- difficult because tra- Trinidad carnival is such a, a major event and it's su- such a scale that you cannot you cannot really compete with it. There are many Dominicans who feel that if we publicize it enough, that we'd get even Trinidadians coming to Dominica. You might get one or two but i don't think in any large number Mm
0: -hmm, that's so the question
1: Mm -hmm. of competing with trinidad at the same time as trinidad i think is is a bad idea i don't think it it can work so if we continue the carnival at this time it means that we're not seriously interested in getting economically from the carnival that it's simply a celebration um, where we have a great time by ourselves. We're not too particularly interested in um, costuming and taking costumes to the next level because it's not. That's not what it's all about for us. It has nothing to do with creating art to any great extent. It's just a freeing up. And if basically that's how Dominique can see it, then that's the way it has to, has to be. I wouldn't. I wouldn't try to to change it. And I think, especially this year the Dominican people have spoken after Carnival and during Carnival I think nine out of every ten people I met told me they didn't want the Carnival to move They said well, leave the Carnival where right. it is good so we like it how it is you know don't try to spoil our Carnival. But the, that, that, that would be the last thing I, I'd want to do.
0: I know but and, as, but... and as
1: we said when we spoke earlier on
0: mm-hmm.
1: a Carnival must be from the people. It must be in the hearts and minds of the people. It can't be imposed on them.
0: Yes, but at the same time, if you're if you're asking people about carnival while they're in the midst of the carnival, their views might be different. But I think if you bring a a very sober reasoning as you're doing now to the, to that discussion, the whole economic benefit, the fact that you you can attract so much more people, it can be so much of a bigger boon for Dominica outside of that date. I think when people are are in a better frame, that probably they could um they could think differently and which brings me to my next to my next question how do you move the process forward i mean do you do you have an 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 open vote in it or is it something where the government takes a decision i mean how do you because i i believe i'm one of those that has been for a very long time uh, advocating just that that if this this is going to be an attraction for dominica to the same degree that the one in trinidad is for trinidad and brazil is for brazil that it has to the date has to change uh, but then how do you move that process forward how do you begin that conversation or even beyond the conversation how do you make it a reality
1: well the, the only way to do it is to, to organize it seriously uh, uh, a survey a serious survey with with um posters going out among various communities and and setting a target of X number of people to be interviewed, say three hundred people, four hundred people, it might be a good sampling. And taking back the 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 results to government, because that's something that would have to go to cabinet to change it data kind of it would have to be a, a cabinet decision. Um but if if it's such a well organized and authentic survey, then I think it would carry a lot of weight and authenticity to it. And we'd ask um, cabinet to consider it seriously. But so far, the, the the sorts of surveys that have been done have been very informal, um, based on on radio call-in shows, talk shows, and so forth. People calling into the various radio stations in the morning. Um, the meetings we've had some meetings. We 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 did a series of post-mortem meetings, review meetings after carnival um and and at various uh for a calypso association and so forth various meetings of people interested in carnival so we've we've got that sort of feedback in an informal way, but I think you're right we should do a, a, a very formal well well organized survey and take take the results back to to cabinet
0: yeah because I think that's 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 important um to do because I know that we've talked about it i mean the that has been that has been a topic of conversation for quite a while in Dominica, and it would be good to to get some movement on it because um, you know. But but then, what do you see going forward? Do you think that that is going to be decided on relatively quickly, or or in true Dominica fashion, it might just sit on it for another five, ten years? What's your sense on this?
1: Well, the 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 DDA, the, the Dominica Discover Dominica Authority. Um, basically, which is the parent organization for the DFC, has discussed uh, an approach to carnival. In fact, um, had I been home at this time, I think we'd have embarked on a number of of workshops and so forth Uh, because we're looking at trying to improve, say, costume-making skills, design skills, and so forth, Um, encouraging schools' participation and then the balance between the traditional mass and and ensuring that the village carnivals... Um, continue to take place while the city carnival basically is still benefit able to benefit from the the village carnivals coming to Rosa for a certain time, period of time in order to ensure that the carriage over television and streaming and so forth looks, looks impressive enough to, to attract people. So all these sort of um, uh, topics are being looked at over the next two or three months uh, before we really get into Creole Music Festival because once you get into Creole Music Festival re- you're really into, in, into Carnival. Mm-hmm. Immediately after Creole Music Festival you're into ca- Christmas and after Christmas you're into Carnival. You're right. So uh, a survey like that was discussed the actual plans for it in terms of actu- actual dates and, and the mechanisms that have to put in place haven't, haven't been finalized But that's something that I certainly want to work on immediately after the Book Fair, and um, I think we could have we could have some definite words from the people of Dominica through such a survey before Creole Music Festival.
0: Okay, that would be excellent. We are talking there to Alwin Bully, who is the chairman of the Carnival Organizing Committee. And if you'd like to join the conversation, you can do that. The number to call, 301-327-6889. That's 301-327-6889. If you would like to join the conversation as we discuss Dominica Carnival. And let's just move, um, Alwin, to to uh, some discussion on on the Creole Festival. I know that... um we've had the creole festival now for about 10 years and there's been quite a lot of discussion surrounding the way that has evolved over the years um what is your what is your sense on the creole festival as it is today
1: well i think the creole festival has been evolving over the years um again there, there are two schools of thought there there's the, the purists the people who basically want the creole music festival to be only about creole music and they're they Sort of like more open, open-minded people who feel that um, there, there are many forms of Creole, including things like Jamaican patois or um, papiamento and so forth, and that um, uh, a, a Creole music festival can have Creole at the core of it, but it does not necessarily have to be all Creole. So there are basically these two two schools of thought. I personally feel that we're we're losing out by becoming a little too diverse. With the types of music that 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 is presented, um, uh, and it's and it's almost becoming like a, a music festival and not particularly a, a Creole music festival. And I think that focus needs to come back to it because when it started off um, uh, in the heyday, almost of um Kadas and Zook. Um, that was why people were excited about about it and and people coming in, in large numbers right now i i feel we still attract uh a Martinican and Guadeloupean audience but the the wider caribbean to me is still not or or maybe has has stopped coming i'm not too sure what what the situation was what the demographics were on the attendance but i feel that if we went back to a pure form of of dealing with with creole music or uh, world music that has a strong creole feel to it, I think we might be more successful. The, the 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 reasoning has been that, especially for young people, young people want to hear the reggae artists, want to hear some of the big names from from the U.S. and, and other parts of the world, and that for this festival to be successful you must have that 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 youthful attendance and just as ha- has happened in St. lucia jazz where again the same argument exists the, the pure the purest jazz lovers uh complaining that there's too much R- 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 r&b, R&B. Mm-hmm. too much soul music and so forth too many ballad balladeers and so on singing mm-hmm. um the organizers saying yes but the young people want to hear these big names and so they've, they bring, they've been bringing, bringing them in, and I think the same thing has been happening in Dominica. So the question is really, can, can we really find a, a balance between uh, a creole mess to the festival, where you'd say 80% or 85% of the music is Creole, and then you leave a little space for attracting the younger audiences with, with, with names who are, of people who are not really singing Creole music as such. Can that be tolerable? Um, The organizers tell me it's not only tolerable, it's essential because your gate receipts drop tremendously if you don't have big names of popular singers. So I wouldn't like to see the festival die Mm -hmm. for lack of audience. And if one of the ways of maintaining audience is actually bringing in these names, then I would say do it, but do it to, to a real minimum. A real minimum and maybe see even see if we can if you can wean win yourself off it and and have big enough names and large enough people coming for pure Zook music, pure Creole music um, that to sustain the festival in terms of gate receipts.
0: Um Alwin we have a question coming in by 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 email and the the writer's asking um, do you believe that the Creole festival has reached its peak?
1: No, no, I don't think it has reached its peak. I don't think so. Uh, basically, because if we, if we were to experiment with a pure, a pure Creole music festival one year, where we say only Creole music festival, and we give it the right publicity, we get into the the the, the markets for for world music, and there are huge markets for world music. U- Europe, for example. Um, is a major market for world music. and uh, I still don't think that most of Europe is aware of the Creole Music Festival in Dominica. Places like, like Sweden and Germany and Austria and so forth. They're big into African music and they'll be big into Creole music at the same extent. So I think basically um, where, where we really need to do a lot more work is in marketing and to get mm-hmm. into those particular markets. Um, Japan... Uh, the Seychelles, uh, Australia, New Zealand—all these places are big into into world music, and they would come to a, a un- unique festival, you know, in an island like Dominica.
0: Right. So uh, all, uh-huh. I
1: think I think we really need to do that work properly, and 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 when if we did that, and we and we had full houses, I'd say that would be the peak. We, that that would be the peak we we would have reached, and to me, that's the peak we have to aspire towards.
0: I, mean, I, I tend to agree with you. I believe that there is a lot of work that needs to be done in that regard. With just reaching out, because I can't begin to tell you the number of people here in Washington who te- who've heard about the festival, who wants to go, but they don't know where to start. They they don't know if there are tours being organized. They don't hear about it. When you contrast that to when you contrast that to, okay, we we have a a caller. So let's take this caller, and then we will um we will, okay. Hello, caller. Yes, caller, good evening. Good evening. Thank you. Hi, good
1: evening.
4: Hi. How are you doing, Mr. Alwin? Yeah,
1: pretty good, man.
4: Alright, I have a question for you. We forget, mm-hmm. I wasn't there for most of the interview, but one thing I always wanted to know is with regard to Carnival and people over here in the States who can't, who can't uh, come down for carnival, like I heard a caller earlier talking about um, people from Dominica who can't go down because of work and so on so my question is what what is the carnival committee planning or what are you guys doing to bring carnival to us over here who can't necessarily come to Dominica for carnival
1: well I don't think we've, we've, we've explored that particular possibility in any sort of real kind of way up to now there, there, are um, a number of Calypso shows in the United States, like in New York, and I know one or two other states, to which our calypsonians are invited from time to time. Yeah. But that is the only aspect of, of Dominica's Carnival I know being exported, so to speak, within the other carnivals. Right, yeah. On a, on a personal, on a personal le- level, I have been able to had some groups with costuming in terms of costume design, and so I sent designs up to Miami carnival in particular okay. Um, okay. and once to um, a carnival in leeds in 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 england um, okay. but to say that we've in a, a organized way put together a, a carnival band and sent it to a, a carnival like like um, Labor Day in Brooklyn or to Car- Carabana or so um, not not in any sort of organized way. Again, as you know, like bands like Strange Stars and some of the bouillon bands like Triple K um, as well as WCK have have gone on their own. They've been either hired by by Dominicans overseas or they've they've organized themselves to to be there. But to say the Carnival Organizing Committee has been able to um, export Carnival's Dominic Dominica's Carnival as a promotion uh, as a means of attracting people to actually come to the real Dominica Carnival. We haven't we haven't gone down that road up to now.
4: Okay, that would be well that would be something you guys could explore. One of the things I'm actually thinking of is maybe some a good presentation of, you know, starting from the maybe not necessarily the semifinals of Calypso but maybe the, the, the finals of Calypso show and all the way down to to Monday and Tuesday jump up, we could probably have that online, you know, um, so people could could see it. I mean, you know, it's mm-hmm. hard to get people to pay for stuff like that, but if we could get some sponsorship where we could bring it live, let people watch it free, but with paid sponsorship, right. um, I I I, w- I would really really like you know to see it go in that direction, you know, they don't necessarily bring the big bands up, but at least people, you know, hey, carnival, you know, Dominic Calypso Show or Queen Show mm-hmm. it's on this, mm-hmm. you know, this, this website, you can go see it, so I think that would encourage people, you know, when they see it, then they would want to make an effort to go back home and, you know, participate in directly into the economy, not just, you know what I mean? Yeah, I agree, <laughs> like, I...
1: I agree with you 100%. I think it's something that we, we have to look at in a serious way. Um, because things like the Calypso finals, the standards, they are very, very high. Um, I can tell you, um, uh, I I, I've, I went to Trinidad Carnival, when, the days when I lived in Jamaica, I used to go to Trinidad Carnival quite often. And when I compare Dominica can- um, Calypso with Trinidad Ca- Calypso, there's really... Um, little competition um, get, get, get coming from Trinidad, where standard is concerned. In fact, many years I thought the Calypso's out of Dominica were better. Yeah, so, I
3: agree. so yeah, to, yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah I agree. to
1: to to put them online and to put a show like that online, it would take some negotiation. And of course, the Calypso Association in Dominica, Calypso is controlled by the Calypso Association, which is an excellent thing. So we could bring them in um discussions with, with the, the, the Carnival Committee, Development Committee, and see how we could, um arrange that. But that would be, yeah, that would be a I'm good that. way, short of short actually bringing a Calypso show, a sh- Calypso showcase. In fact, I've discussed that with the, with the Calypso Association, not, not, not yet for, um the United States or for England yet, but even just throughout the Caribbean. To put together a, a Dominica Calypso showcase of, say, five or six top Californians and just take them on a tour of the islands, and I think the rest of the Caribbean would be startled at the standard and the quality of the Calypso from Dominica. I, I agree,
4: I agree. Dominica has one of the, the best put together shows, like you say, kind of, uh, Calypso shows, like you say, competition. I agree with
1: you, 100%.
4: So yeah. I, I would really like to see, and I'm sure there are lots of production companies out there who would be willing to, you know, form some kind of partnership with with you guys and, you know, yeah. and
1: get... Well, well I'm certainly, certainly going to bring that up um, and see how, how we can start looking at it and how, how we could possibly make that happen. All looking right. at sponsors, um, okay. most likely some of the telecommunication um, companies at home, well, between the two main ones. Um, see which one might be willing to sponsor something like that.
4: Sounds good, sounds good. But I do want to get on Carnival for a little while and ask you a question. I don't know if you remember. When I went to elementary school, there were a set of books, uh, I think that was in the 80s, um, Mm -hmm. a set of books written by Caribbean writers, and I think you wrote one of them. And they since disappeared, I was wondering if you can, re- if you remember anything about that. It was a series of books with different stories, but written by Caribbean writers. And I really believe you wrote one of those books. Do you remember anything like that?
1: Um, nope. I... Well, there, there were of, of, the number of... There number. a I'm, number... I'm getting some echo, some echo sorry. There were a number of books yeah. that, that were um, on Caribbean, Caribbean stories and so forth. Like, I remember something called The Sun's Eye. you uh, referring to something. Was, was one called The Sun's Eye? The
4: Sun's Eye, I,
1: I, The Sun's Eye, which yeah, is a collection of stories, Caribbean, Caribbean stories. Yeah,
4: they were, they were uh, all elementary schools. One elementary school. Well. I can remember about it is it had a the cover was orange and white.
1: Hmm. No, I, I don't. I don't recall, you know. And and if and, and and I didn't have any any stories published in any of these anthologies, so I I, I think you might be mistaken where you might have been thinking why it was by me. I have some plays that have been published, um, and one was uh, was written for schools and it was dis- distributed in schools. A uh, play called JD JDDJ. Was written by myself, and that was uh, that was in oh, schools, I think yeah.
4: That's what I'm confusing you with. Yeah, I know. I remember a book in school. That there was something written by you, but I just couldn't remember if it was a play, uh, if it was uh, a book. But that might be what I'm talking about. But I know it's it was it's a, a different, a whole series of, of books written by different Caribbean writers. So right. I was yeah. just wondering yeah. about yeah. it. I was talking to something about it the other day.
1: Yeah, actually, very, very, very little of my work is published, you know. My my work basically has been made available through people talking about it and then people write to me and then I send them copies either by internet or, or um, okay. posted, posting printed, printed copies. But um I really have been a bit negligent in terms of getting my work published and um, well that's one of the things I'm trying to do now that I have a little more time on my hands.
4: These days, it's easy to publish stuff, so you know you don't need a publishing house anymore. So yeah, gonna, we're we're
1: gonna publish your stuff. right. Yeah, um, you you might have missed the earlier part of the conversation when we were talking about the book fair, and we're saying that yeah, I uh, one that of the of that, I didn't of it. okay, well, one of the leading publishers in the Caribbean will be in Dominica for the book fair, talking about publishing and how Dominicans can get published. Um, both self-publishing. Oh, and, and something I didn't mention, Thompson, um, mm-hmm. which is going to be featured at the book fair, is the question of e-books. Okay. Um, we're open okay. to have yeah. samples of the iPad and the Kindle available um, as as the the most recent form of publication. So um, that's another way to go: self self-publication, e-books, um, traditional publication. All of these are, are open and possible to so yeah. Dominican
0: writers now. Right, okay.
4: Well, uh, I will let you guys go. It's it's good to talk to you. Mr Woolley, have a good evening.
0: Yeah man, thanks for calling. All right, thank you very much caller for joining the conversation. Okay. I'm getting some we have some people that are trying to, to reach us to call, so if you can if you can do so, um, I'm sure we can accommodate to your call. So just go ahead the number three zero one three two seven six eight eight nine. Okay here we have another caller coming in. Yes good evening caller.
3: Yes hi uh thank you Simon.
0: Yes hi, hi Simon how are you?
3: Good good good
0: thanks for calling in welcome yeah hello yes oh good how are you
1: uh, hello 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 yes i'm hearing you
3: yes can i go ahead yes go ahead please see
0: what? Uh, yes
1: I, I can hear you loud and clear
3: okay yes so hi uh hi mr bully nice to speak with you this evening
1: thank you very much how you doing
3: good good so i'm listening uh intently to the conversation and i i think this is a very important conversation that we're having so I'm really happy that we're having it at this point. Um, I wanted to follow uh, follow up on the caller who just called a minute ago, um, just yep. to let them know that, in fact, we do have footage of Dominica Tannibal from 2010. Um, you know, Kai Videos was down there, and we did very well in terms of filming the activities from, like, teenage pageant to the Queen Show to Calypso Finals to the two days of Jump Up. And the response was pretty um, significant because on Carnival Monday, for example, we had about eleven thousand people on just that one day logging onto the website. So I think that okay. that shows that wow. it's really a that's need amazing to move in. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, it was Definitely. a to see. So I Definitely. think that kinda, yeah. answer, that, that kinda answers the question of if there is a need to uh, move this production online but again, it boils down to the funding for events like this, because right, whereas right. Uh, even people such as you, I think, uh, I hope you remember meeting me, Dominica. <laughs> I certainly
1: do. I certainly do.
4: <laughs>
3: yeah, so, so people yeah. like you are significant in terms of, you know, giving me access when I needed it to be able to film and promote Dominica's carnival online. It really does take more than just the generosity of good people. Um, It really takes some sort of funding because, for example, the same live streaming that the previous caller was discussing, that was one of the the things that I looked into, and the licensing for doing that was about $800.
1: Wow. (laughs) Okay. Yeah. Mm.
3: Right, right. So it's it's an investment that, um, you know, it's definitely worth it, and I'm happy that we're having this conversation. And I'm really hoping that we follow through and we get sponsors uh this is a conversation that Thompson and I have been having as well, and we're ready to go but again, we right. need the, yeah. the the financial assistance
1: yeah the the other area the other area we have to look at is the question of copyrights, and um that are, that has been becoming quite an issue in Dominica recently um right. in that the the laws are there and and how they how they are applied and to what extent they are applied. Um, right. is has been a hot topic in recent times uh, right. I so think people so, people, so. people agree agree with them in principle, but um mm-hmm. feel that maybe the fees are kind of restrictive and and might be even right. be uh, detrimental in certain areas in, so right. in terms so of if people if, just not being able to pay yeah
3: right so even with regards to that uh, you know I did my homework and I met with uh, mr matt Marie. And we had a wonderful conversation of, of how we can move through even with regards to copyright, um, and how we can get past that. So on that level, we were really ready to go in terms of getting Mm -hmm. things done.
2: But again,
3: you know, without the $800 to do, to get the licensing for the live stream, it kind of fell through.
1: Yeah. Are, Are you going to be coming to Dominica, um, anytime before the end of the year?
3: Yeah, well, I'm planning on coming in October, but again, it really comes down to sponsorship because I would love to be able to come down for Creole Festival. Um, that is another thing that I get a lot of good response on the website in terms of people wanting to see what's going on in Dominica. So I'm mm-hmm. thinking and I'm hoping and I'm reaching out to people in Dominica in terms of getting sponsorship, but so far, <laughs> no luck.
1: Yeah. Well, um, the thing is, you practically have to be there. That's why I was asking if you're going to be coming to Dominica, because to to raise funds uh, within Dominica, you really need to have a personal approach and actually meet the people in most cases. Uh, But I I do think that the people, especially in, in the corporate sector and the private sector, who are right. interested in supporting the promotion of Dominica's arts in general not just carnival but the mu- it's music and arts in general overseas right. because they they, they, right. they they have a vision they can see where it, it can benefit to us be, 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 be beneficial to us in the long run right. and would um, would we'll, we'll basically put some money into it so so don't so don't rule I mean. out the possibility at all
3: Right, so that's one of the things I was thinking about because I do agree that you need a personal approach in terms of um, getting sponsorship. So I've actually been thinking about that. Maybe I should just go down for Creole Festival and then once I'm there, take sponsorship. But but pretty much what happened for Carnival is I took the same approach and then I got there and pretty much people were saying that, you know, everybody's reaching out to the same sponsors and their hands are tied because they're sponsoring other aspects of Carnival, so unfortunately yeah. they can't assist me so I'm a little hesitant yeah. to, to you know, try that approach again but any help <laughs> I can get I'd be, uh, would be appreciated because you know, I'm passionate about our culture and I, I really want to help especially when you see a response of 11,000 people in one day
0: right. Yeah, exactly. you know Simon, yeah. I believe you know, what, what probably needs to be done is to find a way that we can actually tap into that huge demand here Um, for, for those kinds of shows and have people pay something for it, you know, um, I mean, and, and have them contribute towards part of the, of the financing of it. And I think that, that, that can be done. People might be willing to pay probably, you know, I don't know, five dollars for the entire carnival broadcasting or something. But there, there must be a way that it can be done.
1: Yeah. Right. Um, And possibly there might be also Dominican businesses out there, you know, like who, who are prepared to, to to put in large sums of money as, as a major sponsor, sponsor, as a headline
0: sponsor. Right, right. That's, right. that's also something else yeah. to look at.
3: Yes, yeah, so I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to keep up the efforts and hopefully I, I can come down for Creole Festival because, again, there's a huge demand, like the first caller said, there's a huge demand of people who unfortunately cannot make it to Dominica but enjoy seeing Dominica culture, carnival, and Creole Festival.
1: Yeah, but uh, also if you'd keep in touch with the, um, the DDA with um, Colin Piper, who's the, the executive director there, uh-huh. um, basically he can put you in touch with all the various entities, the, the FC, um, the carnival, well myself uh, as carnival, but also who are the main sponsors who 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 readily support carnival and the arts. In fact, it's, it's coming to a point where I'm beginning to feel that what we, we we should do is to identify within the private sector where the interests of the various companies lie. So we can say, okay, this group of, of companies will support Creole Music Festival, this group will support Carnival, this group will support Book Festival, this group will support Dom Festa. This one supports uh, village village feasts and so forth. So we right. avoid the, the the very problem that you just uh, mentioned: the fact that everybody's going to the same 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 sponsors, same companies. And right. being a small a small society with limited resources um, is very difficult. The other thing is to make an early start on on, on approaching sponsors because many of them represent um, brands and and. And agents, uh, agencies for various products, but mm-hmm. they need like almost a year, a year's right. notice to speak to, the, to their principals. Um, say like say to go for a product like um, Nestle or a product like Gatorade or something like that. Um, these yeah, companies do have advertising; well. they do have ad- advertising budgets. But you really have to, to to make a very very early early approach to them.
3: Right, that's one of the feedback I got as well. So I'll take that into consideration. So it was great speaking with you.
1: Yes, well, I look forward and, to uh, seeing you again in Dominica.
3: Yes, absolutely. Will do.
0: All right, thank you very much for uh, calling, uh, huh. Uh-huh,
1: uh-huh, and and right. thanks, thanks for your support through, through Kai Video.
0: Okay. Thank you very much, um, Simon for calling in and thank you to our callers. Again, um, I think we are going on for a few more minutes. So if you'd like to join the conversation, feel free to do so. The number to call, 301-327-6889. Or you could send us an email, email radio at the net. And of course, you can always send us if you are on live messenger, TDN radio at live uh, dot com, TDN Radio at live dot com. So certain uh, different ways to reach us here. And if you have any questions for for all, as we as we about begin to wrap up tonight, um, what has been a very fascinating and interesting discussion on all, on all the aspects of Dominica, on some of the aspects of Dominica culture, Creole festival, Carnival, um, Lit- the literary festival that is certainly gaining gaining precedence in Dominica and becoming uh, something to be reckoned with. um I just wanted to talk a little bit about about Dominica culture in general. From my own for my own study and my own observing, it seems that that Dominican culture has come a long way, and that uh, in general Dominicans have embraced uh, their culture. And it is certainly certainly growing. There's certainly a lot more um, pride I see displayed in in cultural things relating to Dominica, and even here in, in the diaspora, we saw, for example, a couple of weeks ago, where Dominic, first generation Dominicans were learning to dance the the um, the ballet and the quadrille, and had a really great show in New Jersey and we see that the, the young people are embracing the dominican culture and i think that is a that's a very good thing and part of it has to do with the fact that our culture is just so vibrant you've been at the forefront of the of this of this movement i believe um you know i grew up knowing of you and, and hearing about you and 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 following you and you've been at the forefront of this I'm just curious as to, your, as to your impressions as to how this culture has evolved, and, and if you see it continuing to grow as it has um, in the recent past.
1: Well, sometimes um, I'm a bit worried, because while Val Dominica's culture is in fact one of the more vibrant cultures in the Caribbean, I think it's seriously under threat um and it's this this threat is really coming from from television from satellite television uh that the this the, the power of television is such that it it very basically changes people 's minds and mindsets and people 's approach to to life and and living and and their relationships with each other i think the the crime wave that we see up and down the Caribbean is largely due to American television um, culture. Um, What they see on TV, what is glorified in terms of gun violence, in terms of um, drug drug, um, trafficking, etc., and the fact that the success stories of of gangsters seem to be um, flaunted on the television screen as the way to go, all those various things. Not only that, but just the, the question of television viewing as nighttime entertainment or evening time entertainment, has changed the structure of of relationships, whereas people in the evening would go to visit each other's homes, especially in rural communities. People would visit each other or just gather at uh, a a rum shop or at somebody's house for storytelling or whatever. All those things are fast disappearing because everybody's glued to the television set so there there's work to be done the, the department of culture and and everybody uh, along with the, the department of culture really have to make a concerted effort to preserve that culture and to and to give it its rightful place one of the first ways of doing that is to get inside the people tv <laughs> as a friend of mine put it <laughs> yes that we must we must present our stories right through television, television absolutely. since television is is the predominant means of communication, and uh, which is what seems to have the, the 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 minds and the attention of the public, um, once once sun goes down. Then, we need to use that particular medium to reinforce those values and um, the, the lifestyles that we've we've come to know as Dominican culture. Mm-hmm. I'd still um, recognize that we are at an advantage again compared to some of our, our sister islands. Um, the the fact that there's such a, a love for the national costume still the fact that the the dances, the folk dances are still being danced by young people, by children is being one group is teaching the other. But every year you're tending to feel that there are less and less um people interested in being at the cultural gala, for example, to so come to see the cultural gala, wow. which is um, a highlight of the, of the independence celebration. That's amazing, yeah. Um, and, and even wearing the, the war duets as uh, a, a means of, of dress for official occasions, like going to um, official state, states' occasions and so forth. I'm not seeing it as vibrant and as strong as it used to be. So we need we need to find ways and means of promoting it, um, even among ourselves. Um, we can't just leave it uh, and take it to be some take it for granted to something that will always be there. Um, the fact that people that people travel, people develop different habits. They adopt the lifestyles of the countries that they live in. So when they come back home, they may take these 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 um, customs back with them, uh, but primarily the influence of television is what worries me. So um, I know Raymond Lawrence and the staff of the department have been looking at that, and we're fortunate enough to have a cultural policy that was written and adopted in 2007. And the National Cultural Council, which I I form part of, has been looking at the implementation of that cultural policy in a meaningful way. That is to say, um, looking at what is taught in schools, how the culture is taught in schools, things like teaching Creole language, both um, Kokoi and and Patua, and Creole, Um, the question of teaching all the folk music, folk songs, what are the traditions? What is the meaning of of some of our customs? All those various things that go a little deeper into the culture, rather than just um, the, the display of of the dances at at independence time. So, in other words, a lifestyle, the, the, our food, our cuisine. Dominica's cuisine, I think, is is is, is unique and uh, and and very very special in the Caribbean. Um, our, our ways of preparing and laminating um, uh, marinating, sorry, marinating food, the ways that we, we plant the food, the way we harvest them, all those various things. What are, are the things that that bring us joy? How do we celebrate our lives? How do we mourn? All those various things um, form part of, of our culture. Religion. Um, how, how do we interact with each other? Um, what has the proliferation of several denominational religions done in terms of separating people. What has party politics done in terms of separating okay.
0: people? Okay, Alvin we have we have another caller coming in. Um let's 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 take this this call and we'll come back to you first. Uh, good evening caller.
2: Good evening, I want to hear that discussion and I'm happy Hello? that it is going on. And I'm happy that it has happened. I know when it started, there were a few difficulties, but I'm happy that it took off the ground. And yes. it is good to hear Alwyn just talk about Dominican culture and expressions of the total way of life of the Dominican people. Um, Thank you. I must say that um, I am thrown back probably nostalgically Because Alwyn is the kind of a I can take the freedom to speak my literary skill. (laughs) (laughs) I must say that I was thrown back nostalgically to the fourth form of the Dominica Grammar School when Alwyn Bully told me one time, I think you can write. I do not want you to be disappointed in me because you have not seen me in person or have seen my work on a large scale in terms of text or visual representation. I I've just been hearing hone, about it, time.: I am trying to hone something. I have heard you and I have sensed in your remarks a slight impatience. <laughs> 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 but I must confess, as I told you I can take the freedom to speak with you. Um, but certainly I am honing it, and um, I can assure you that very soon um, I will be presenting my works in a grand way. Um, it is really an attempt at mythologizing um, the Dominican culture to throw it in another space, another place, give it another belonging place where Mm -hmm. in spite of the fact that it becomes marketable there will be a certain sustainability in its spirit and so this is what Mm -hmm. I'm trying to secure. So that is all I have to say great discussion, I hope we can have another one, you know that kind of thing and be well and we shall be seeing soon and present so fest- yes. before you
1: yes. go let, just, let let me just say that I've been hearing of your work. I haven't seen the work in recent times but i but i know I know you're on to great things, so I'm looking forward to 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 when you're ready in fact, if you'd like to do that at next year's literary festival, we'd be more than happy to have you there do a launch or, or, or be, be present to read from the work and let us let, us, let us enjoy the fruits of the new Stein.
2: I'm certainly going to try to make it for 2011. Um, because of some challenges I've been having with my site, I have developed a new methodology um, for presenting my work, which is more readers and television and explanation and discussion. So it's more a discursive practice. But certainly, um I, as I've told you this, uh, I think there's a lot that's emerging in the work and I'm coming through, um with some, with some interesting findings. So I'm, I'm really, the Dominican cultural scape is beautiful. It's a nice place from which to work. And I'm happy that I was born in it and grew out of it. And I'm happy that there were people who nurtured me and showed me ways in which I could, I could, I could launch from it. Hey, and Thompson, thanks for this space. I guess you and I, you and I should be doing this interview with Bully. You know, uh, a fella. you have to ask him a lot of questions, you know. Yes.
0: <laughs> <laughs> well, what we'll do, we'll certainly have him again, Stein. We will do it again, you know. And um, certainly, certainly. Uh,
2: I'll be well, happy I'll to come back pleasure.
1: anytime.
2: All right. Well, Always, thank you very much. A pleasure. And take care. Yes, you.
0: Ma'am. Yeah, great to hear you, bro. All right. Thanks, thanks very much for calling in. Alvin, I know we could go on forever, um but but we've we've gone on for about an hour and a half now and, and um we could probably bring it to one to an end. But let, let me just say thank you so much. I know we had some challenges at the at the start. Um what we will do is we'll we'll have you back probably closer to the to the festival or around the festival time, we'll probably you know, get back with you on that but we certainly want to keep this conversation going i think there there were some very interesting uh, topics to raised tonight the whole question of bringing dominica culture to the public uh, that has a really a first and a desire to see dominica culture to listen to, to the calypso shows to and to see it visually and, and I believe that the discussion has started on that, and, and certainly there, there is room for us to move forward. And I believe that there'll be people who are listening tonight who will be working with yourself and the Dominique, and the, the, the Discover Dominique Authority to, to get that, um, to, to pass. And let me just thank you for being with us. I mean, that was an, a really great discussion. And, and just when you mentioned, um, books like Farsell, I mean, to me, some one of the most fascinating reads I've, I've had. That book by, by, by Ali Klaza, and, and, um, you know, we have, those great authors i've i'm I'm trying now to build a library of all of the authors dominican authors and i have several of them i have read them and i just believe it's so so much richness coming out of dominica i'm really excited about all of that and excited that you're doing this Uh, you and your committee involved in doing this and in promoting uh, dominica another side of dominica that the world needs to see and, and appreciate and know that it is happening out there. So let me thank you for 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 coming out. Yeah.
1: Yes as you mentioned the the um the the um, book um, Farsel and the other books that have been coming out. There's a page um, within our Facebook page um, because if we have a, a Facebook page called um, Lamnica Literary Fest Nature Island Literary Festival, and there's a page within that which has a listing. Of all the Dominican publications that we are aware of, um, with pictures of the covers, something that has been put together by Celia Sereno. So um, you can maybe take a look at that and, and um, see if your collection matches. Up matches? Yes, with, yes. With I that. will. I will.
0: That that is yes. I'll <laughs> certainly do that and and see if there's any of them that I don't have that you have, and also what I have that you don't, and 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 make right. that available. Yes. yes
1: yeah, well, thank you very much, too, for having me. I'd be, I'd be very happy to come back anytime and ex- expound on some of the areas which which we, which we touched on, because each of these can really be developed and be spoken about for the entire night. Yes. Um, maybe maybe closer to the festival, um, if I could come on with maybe one of the writers who would be teacher, that,
0: would, that would be excellent. That would be it excellent. It would be
1: um, maybe even more tangible to the to listeners to hear the views of one of the, the readers who will be at the festival. At the
0: festival. Okay, we'll certainly work on, on that then and, and have that in early August. Great. Okay, right. excellent. Thank you.
1: Okay, well, thanks again, Thompson, and good night to listeners. Um, feel f- I'll ask them to feel free to contact us uh, concerning the, the festival. Mm-hmm. Um, I can give my email address, yes. which is Alwyn-Bully, alwinbully, A-L-W-I-N-B-U-L-L-Y, At hotmail.com, and um, if they have any views on the festival or questions, I'd be happy to answer and communicate with them. Okay, well,
0: Arwin, thank you. I'll also make this information available on the website, the Dominican.net, as well. Great, I'd be grateful. Okay. All right, well, thank you. Here you have it. Um, Let me thank you, Arwin again, for being with us for, well, almost an hour and a half, uh, over an hour and a half, and for you, the listeners, for joining us for. this time for those of you calling with your questions and interventions thank you so much for doing that and let me thank all of you um we went through a little bit of trying times earlier but we were thankful that we were able to have the conversation with albin bully uh, certainly a cultural icon out of dominica the chairman of the carnival organizing committee as well as the chairman of the literary festivals committee that is right now organizing to have the literary festival on August 6th to 8th. And of course, if you headed to Dominique around that time, be sure to check out the festival. And for those of you who do not have not heard about it in, in the past, um, you can make, make sure that you, you put it down for the date. It comes around each year on August Monday. And as we're reminded by Alvin tonight, it is Emancipation Monday. Certainly a great day in the history of our ancestors in our own history. And be sure to, I, I certainly will make the effort. Next year, 2011, to be part of that activity in Dominique, and I would certainly like to encourage all these.